All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Back Builders Podcast. If you're joining me on YouTube, appreciate you guys popping in here and subscribing to that YouTube channel. If you guys are on Spotify or iTunes, appreciate you guys listening to that as always. And uh, make sure you guys leave a like, um, you know, leave me a review on Spotify, iTunes, all that good stuff because it really helps a lot. Uh, patron supporters, thanks for going into another month of patronage with me. If you guys are interested in joining that uh, go ahead and just go to the link in my bio or Instagram or just search for money Patreon. You guys can sign up for a dollar a month. <clears throat> All right, let's move right into it, okay? I got two episodes coming out today. I got one for the patrons, a little life update. I want to talk about my secret with you guys. Um, patrons know what I'm talking about. Close friends know what I'm talking about. I'll uh, give you guys some updates on that and talk about flight school a little bit in that episode. But mostly in this episode, I wanted to talk about the uh, fantasy or dream that a lot of us, including myself, have had and to an extent still have about moving into the mountains and building our own cabin and living this like monkish type life or mountain man type life where you just want to get away from all the uh, degeneracy and all the uh, disgusting, vapid, selfish aspects of the modern world. And it's a very appealing idea and it's a very appealing dream for a couple of reasons. One, the idea of going up in the mountains and being self-sustaining and reconnecting with nature, I don't think that's a bad idea. But if you are looking to move into the mountains just because you know, you're know you sick of the modern world or you don't want to do it anymore or you don't want to be a part of it, you're just all around disgusted. If you're leaving up, if you were to leave up into the mountains and live this like solitude, it doesn't even have to be mountains. It could just be anywhere like just you're, you're not playing the game of life anymore. You kind of you're, you're kind of out at this point. Um, it's very appealing because you're reconnecting with nature. You're reconnecting with yourself. You're probably reconnecting with God. You're learning these skills, but it's not a long-term solution. And it's definitely not a political solution. If you're into that kind of thing, I think that a lot of us, including myself back when I used to live um, in Southern California, the mountains, I would dream. And even as a kid, I would dream about running away in the mountains and like living with the coyotes and wolves and bears and, you know, the birds and building a cabin up there and enjoying my winters in peace and stuff like that. And it's like, obviously, if you could ever afford to put that much energy and time and money into that for like a short term thing, you know, for hunting or whatever, but long term, it really doesn't make much sense. And in fact, I think it's counterproductive in a lot of ways, because if you choose to kind of isolate yourself from society especially as a younger man, as an older man, like I'm talking much older, maybe 60s, 70s, 80s, and you don't have grandchildren, I guess it's fine because you, you're you you're at the end of your life. You know, maybe you want to relax a little bit. I get it. But as a young man right now, when you're like 20s or some of you guys, even teenagers, you know, like let's say teenagers, 20s and 30s, it's like right now we should be making some serious moves towards our goals. We should be taking steps forward in society to make society a better place. I think that if all the best men and women opted out for like this sol this life of solitude, especially right now when we need you guys the most, if we opted for solitude, if we opted for like apathy in a kind of way, because I guess living in the mountains is kind of an ap apathetic lifestyle, you're, eventually you're probably doing way less work than you originally anticipated, especially once you stabilize. But um, I just feel as though you're kind of not playing the game anymore and you're not progressing in certain ways that you should. I could be totally and completely wrong, but I think the best thing that I've ever done for myself, and some of you guys would agree, is I have consciously chosen to play the game of life. What do I mean by that? I mean, interacting with the local community, 
um, gaining a tribe of men, jujitsu or, um, you know, even airsoft or paintball or, or what, no matter what it is, or like getting involved into local politics, if you're interested in that, um, you know, starting a business in your local communities, maybe looking at different ways to become more self, self-sustaining within certain neighborhoods that align with your values and, you know, morals, um, investing in stuff that's off the power grid, like chickens or solar panel or gardening or stuff like that. I mean, I guess the whole point of this episode is that a lot of us, we're very tired of the modern world and we feel like it's draining us and we feel like it's making us weaker and it's distracting us and we feel like we're being pulled in all these directions. And that is completely true. If you feel that way, then I'm right there with you. I totally understand why you feel that way. I mean, there never have have humans lived in a more demanding a more draining time than this one. I mean, some would argue differently, but I don't, I mean, post industrial revolution, everything just gets more and more exhausting. I mean, I can only look back at my ancestors and assume that when they were most prosperous and maybe an agricultural industry or agricultural society, maybe like hunting, gathering, they were maybe hunting and gathering for like three or four hours a day, maybe five hours. And sometimes they would take multiple days off and even entire seasons off when they weren't hunting, hunting and gathering like winters. But now it's like modern man is expected to work these insane hours, like ungodly hours of like sitting in this office or doing a job that you hate for eight, nine, 10, even upwards of like 13 hours a day. You're away from your family all day long. Nobody knows what you're doing over there. And it's like kids are forced into these tiny boxes in these ridiculous schools where they're taught this bullshit you know, from ages, what's like five up to 18, 19 years old. And then you graduate that and then you have to go to college and then you got to do it overall all over again. And then you're in like tons of debt. So it's like you have every reason in the world to kind of be bitter and want to retract from the game a little bit. But I would say that's more reason to play the game even harder and to even change the game for yourself and change the way you view the game. You could either view the game as opposing to you, meaning it's against you, or you can kind of use that negative energy to push you in a different direction. I don't know. It's like, yes, the world is very draining and it's very tiring, but there's never been more opportunity to be successful and to be a good man. It's And to be a good man and to be a good person in the modern world and has never been easier because everyone is so unbelievably shitty. Everyone is so unbelievably naive and weak and distracted that like you just paying attention to the world around you, you just training jujitsu or, you know, staying in shape or like caring about your family and your friends and, you know, just being a generally good person, you're way ahead of the game. It's, it's insane. It's never been easier to play the game in a lot of ways. And when I say the game, what do I mean by that? I just mean that. And I know I say that a lot and I probably should elaborate on it more. People are like the game. What are you talking about? What is the game? I view life as a game. And that's not to say that it's like a video game or it's like, um, you know, virtual reality or like a simulation or anything. I just mean that it is kind of like a game to me. And that doesn't mean it's fun. In fact, life is mostly not fun. Uh, it, it can be fun, but it's mostly not fun, especially as you get older, I'd imagine. But I don't know. It's like, it's same thing as a video game. You make choices that that change the game around you, that change your reality. And it's like certain things lead to other things. And to me, me viewing life as a game, and I don't mean video game, but rather a chessboard, a very complicated chessboard with billions upon billions of moves. That's what I mean life is. And to kind of sit there and not move your pieces across the board and to not explore what's further across the board, I think is like a waste of life. And when I say the game, I mean the game is limited. I mean that you're not going to be playing it forever. You're going to be playing it for a very short amount of time. 
And then most old men and women, as they age, and let's say you're a 90-year-old man on your deathbed, you wish, I, I, I can only imagine how many people are on their deathbeds right now wishing that they played the game more, that they took more risks, that they um, weren't, they probably wish that they were more daring or they wish they would have pursued that passion or the career of their, theirs. They wish they would have pursued more of their selfless desires. I can't help but think of myself currently as a very, very old man on a deathbed looking back at who I am now. And I'm kind of using that deathbed forest as like motivation for who I am now. It's like, is the Forrest Munden that's 89 years old on his deathbed proud of what he's doing now? It's kind of weird. I don't know if that's like a, um, I don't know if you're like diving into like multidimensional theories at that point or, or what, but I am a very aware that me sitting here on this chair talking to you guys into this podcast about to go, you know, to I, I have school later at two o'clock today to pursue this career, you know, flight school. I'm flying at two today, you know, I'll come back home you know, do this and do that to make myself a little better. I hope that myself on my bed right now, 50 years in the future is proud of what I'm doing. And if you can kind of acknowledge that there is that form of you on a bed, looking back at where you are now, like the future self, looking back on your past self, your current self, if you can acknowledge that what you do now affects that person on that bed, then it kind of changes your perspective of things. And I'm not going to dive too deeply into death, but death is a great motivator for living a good life. And if it wasn't for death, very few people would even be slightly motivated to live a good life because you have to have that dichotomy. You have to have that opposite in a lot of ways. And because I know I'm going to die, because I know that the game is limited and that my time here is very short, the idea of going up into the mountains or living a solitude life or I'm not creating a family. I'm not gaining skills or knowledge. I'm not reading books. I'm not interacting with my local community. I'm not becoming a better man. That's not to say you can't do some of that in the woods, but you're definitely, you're definitely reducing options up there. But because I know that death is right around the corner, because I know that old man Forrest on his deathbed is looking back at 28-year-old Forrest now, the idea of, of retracting myself from that game is... Uh, is less and less appealing. And the more that I, at the older I get, the prouder I am of, and real quick, that's not to say that living in a certain amount of solitude isn't beneficial. In fact, I've said this before, and I'll say this again for like my new listeners or viewers. I think that every man should, and this is trickier as you get older because you have more responsibilities, but every man should opt for time alone. And I don't know how you guys are going to do this, but the way I did it was not necessarily voluntarily, but you know, my pod, my podcast listeners have heard the story a thousand times, so I'll keep it short. But I had a girlfriend at the time. I was living with her in this house up in the mountains. It wasn't a cabin or anything, but it was definitely up in the mountains, 6,500 feet, small town, 1,500 people in Southern California. And I was living up there with her and we broke up and then I was left alone in this house. And I, was, I had to make a choice. I was like, shit, do I want to... I've never been alone like this before. I've always had roommates. I've always had people in the barracks. I've always had people around me. Um, my parents were inviting me back home to live with them rent-free, which is a great deal. You know, If you can live rent-free, you should do it. But there, I knew that there was gold to behold within the solitude. And I didn't know how I was going to get there. I didn't know what it was going to feel like. I knew it was going to be painful, but living alone, and I did it for way longer. I suggest that you do it for up to a year. I did it for almost four years. 
Um, actually, now it's like three and a half years, three years, but it was definitely more than three from like 2017 up until like last year. So that solitude will get kind of addicting after a while and you'll dive further and further into your psyche and you'll learn more and more about yourself, assuming you're using your time correctly. And there were times where I was living alone where I was not using my time wisely. I was playing a lot of video games. I was drinking. I wasn't, I was never an alcoholic, but I was definitely wasting my time and energy. It's like, yeah, I was still training jujitsu, but I could have been better, better at some points like all of us. But if it wasn't for that time that I had alone, temporary isolation and solitude, I don't know what type of man I would be today. I don't know what type of conclusions I would have come to. I don't know if I would have ever been put on this path or put myself on this path. I, I had epiphanies that would blow some of your guys' minds. I had realizations about myself and my consciousness and about God and a higher sense of being and purpose that put me into a type of shock for days and days on end. And that happened multiple times. And would that have happened if I wasn't in solitude? I don't know if that would have happened. I don't think it would because the modern world, like I said, is very distracting. It, it pulls you away and it, uh, it, it doesn't want you to discover things about yourself. But if you can find time to find solitude for a prolonged period of time, up to a year, then I think that's good. But to dream about living in the mountains for the rest of your life as a 20 year old man, I think is a waste of time and a waste of energy and a waste of your life. Um, not to say there isn't a benefit in that, but I don't know. I, I can't really, I can't really dream about that. And I can't be the only one that was dreaming about this. Like I know that I've, I've had other friends and viewers that have talked about this before where it's like, as a man living in the modern world, you feel so rejected and you sometimes feel so useless and not needed because society tells you that, you know, you're not a man and that there's 30 genders now and that, you know, as a man, you should be feminized and weak and you can't help but want to get away from that. But I say, you know, face that challenge chest forward. And like I said, and Stephen Pressfield has a great quote on this. I'd He said, and I'm butchering this, but he said he'd rather take his scars on his chest than take his scars on his back. And it means to approach your problems, to approach the enemy with a chest out, broad chest with a sword and shield in your hand, rather than sword and shield on the ground and you're running away and you're getting slashed in the back as you turn and run like a coward. So it's something to think about. Um, so I guess to summarize this episode, I kind of went on a tangent there, but to summarize this episode, isolation and solitude is beneficial up to a year. And running into the mountains is not a dream worth pursuing. And if you're going to do it, which good luck, don't do it for more than a year. And the reason why I say don't do it for more than a year is because it felt like after my first year of real salt isolation, like an entire, you know, I went through every, I went through the fall, summer, spring, winter, all that stuff. I felt like after the year, especially the second year, I stopped benefiting from it. I think that I've learned most of what I needed to learn. I was like in kind of this incubation period. And after that incubation incubation period, I um it was it I should have reacted faster to how do I say this? God, I'm trying to it almost I'm trying to put a very complicated thing into words. And this is the thing about podcasting and videos that makes it very difficult because word and language is very limited. But I was almost like this little ball of energy in this house. And as time progressed and as I learned more and as I explored my consciousness and developed a relationship with a higher power, I developed this ball of energy 
within myself and it grew and it grew and it grew and, and stay with me here guys i know it's weird and i felt almost as if i wanted to like burst into the physical realm as if i wanted to share my knowledge with everybody and everything all at once and i felt like i had all these epiphanies and i understood finally who i was at least to a certain extent even though every year i realize that i know nothing about myself and it kind of starts over but i i had so much energy at the second year really but i got addicted to that solitude and i really liked being alone and then i realized that it almost went into a shadow version of itself especially going into the third year where i was almost becoming anxious and nervous to like interact with people because that skill of talking to people and going out and meeting people is perishable and because i would go weeks on weeks without talking to people easily or not talking to people very much outside of like maybe my family in the grocery store clerks and stuff like that um talking to people in real in-depth conversations became more and more difficult therefore making moves and taking action became more difficult it's very hard to explain but when you're living alone it's like you're storing up all this energy on the inside and eventually it's kind of like what i always say about needing to put philosophy into action i was philosophizing for years you know, I, I read hundreds upon hundreds of books and ha went up into the mountains and, and wrote essays after essay. I'm, I wrote hundreds and hundreds of essays about myself and the world and, and things that you should and should not do. And, um, you know, you store up all that energy and you just it, eventually you just want to burst it into light. It's so hard to explain, guys. But, um, yeah, I hope this episode provided you with like some type of input. I realized that as I was speaking through this, it was helpful to realize how far that I've come and if any of you guys have been listening to this episode for like a long period of time you'll know that when i first started the podcast and it's still like this to a certain extent i started it as a therapeutic mechanism meaning that i needed a place where i could share my thoughts and my ideas and my feelings and to speak it out loud and to write about it that's why i wrote my essays kind of made it not only real but it made it more clear so i noticed that as i was talking through this episode that's kind of what I was doing was that I was just thinking about where I've come from and where I am now. It's like the time for me, the time for philosophizing, it never really ends, but it definitely slows. And everything that I've learned over the past few years of being in that cabin, um, I'm starting to put it into action. And I'm starting to realize that what's most important for me right now is to maintain physical fitness, to um, have a family to take care of my family, to be a good man, a good brother, a good dad, a good everything like that, and to kind of just move forward and build up my legacy. And that way, when I finally that old man on that deathbed, I can look back at where I am now and be like, "Nice, you actually did it." You know, so live as though that old man is watching you on the deathbed. And uh, I don't know, good lessons to be had there. But I hope you guys had a uh, good time listening to this. I hope it helped you, and I will see you for the next episode. Have a good one.